everybody, and welcome to episode 384 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're playing it or you're playing it. (laughs) Or you're playing it or you're not playing it right now, but you play it sometimes. Or you've never played it, but you've thought about it. Or if you've played other games, but not this game. Or you've played this game, but not other games. Can you imagine... For Only you. having played Magic and no other games. I yeah. think there's got to be zero people in the world that that's true of. You, no, there's there is a person out there. No, okay, like, like you would have, how did you manage to get through, like, your whole childhood without playing, yeah. like, one game of Uno? Right, Fair exactly, enough. exactly. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, um, you know, we, uh, here's the thing. We are coming to you from Minneapolis, um, which is the center of a lot of protest and unrest right now. And so we're going to dedicate um, the first portion of this show um, from us as uh, two white people to other white people who are listening um, about how to how to better be an anti-racist um, or the importance of being an anti-racist. Uh, and so we'll let you know when that part's about to start, because um, if you are black, indigenous or a person of color, you can just you can fast forward right on through that. And we're still going to give you all some magic content in the second half of the episode um, so that there's magic content to listen to. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're covering all bases here. <laughs> All the bases <laughs> on the show today. Um, yeah. And before we get into either parts of this episode, uh, we want to thank everybody who is a supporter of the show uh, over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Thank you so much for being there for us every single month. Um, it means so, so, so much to us. And we have a quick note in here that we want to tell you about uh, starting in July. Patreon is going to start charging sales tax on some uh, pledges. So this will be in relation to your tier and the rewards for that tier potentially. So I don't think this affects scroll level at all because there's no physical reward for that tier but um if you do see a couple of extra cents on your patreon pledge bill that's where it's coming from uh we don't know exactly how much it'll be just yet but it should just be a couple of extra cents uh depending on where you live and where we live and what the reward are the rewards mm-hmm. are etc etc so just the reward are uh, what the reward are just yes. a heads up if you see yeah. that, that's what that is. But um, thank you, everybody who has been a supporter, um, who is a supporter, who will be a supporter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Also, it is important to note, just for transparency's sake, um, you might have seen some news that um, the building that our office is in um, was on fire um, last <laughs> week. <laughs> It was on what? fire. I mean, like, what a thing to say, but what that's thing what happened. Um, no part of our office was burned, but it was very heavily flooded. Um, and we don't know when we'll be operating out of an office again. This is important because if you're a patron, we just want to be transparent about the fact of, like, at this point, if you've become one in the past couple of months, like, since the pandemic, we've always been like, hey, once we're able to get back into the office, um, yeah. we'll start mailing things out again. Well, now, now the phrase when we get back into the office um, is a very uncertain, uncertain one. Yeah. Um, 
And also, while we would usually ask you to be like, hey, consider supporting and being a patron um, this week, you know, consider supporting all of the many important um, groups in the Twin Cities that are doing um, work for the black community and for um, lots of, you know, immigrant and minority owned businesses in Minneapolis. Uh, We'll put notes to those links to those in the show notes. Um, But yes, just so you know. If it affects you being a patron or becoming a patron, we need you to know up front. We don't know when those rewards are going to go out very truthfully. They will someday. Um, yeah. <laughs> but someday is like a real big question mark right now. It was, it was like pretty devastating for us like to see, like not to make it about <laughs> us, but it was, it was pretty horrific to see it happen, mm-hmm. um, un- unfortunately. And we really wanted to be in there to like make better content for you all and just like make all of our stuff more awesome and make more awesome stuff yeah. for you. And just so you know, you know, that is still the plan for us. We just have to mm-hmm. figure out how to do it moving forward because we did suffer um, a pretty big <laughs> setback yeah. to put it mildly. Um, yeah. And so, you know, we'll bring you more info about that as as that develops and in the future. But like we said, like right now, that's hardly the most important thing um, going on. While it is very personal to us, obviously, um, there's so much more important work going on um, in the Twin Cities and in the U.S. and honestly in the world right now. So on to that stuff. Uh, we wanted to say uh, thank you to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, as yes. well, too. Uh, so uh, head over to cardkingdom.com slash GLHF for anything you need in, in your magical life. They're a fantastic sponsor. Not only do you know they help us out, but they're just a great community partner, and they're always doing the right thing. I think that yeah. is kind of the message of this episode of Good Luck High Five, and they certainly live that message in their operations day-to-day over at Card mm-hmm. Kingdom. So we're really happy uh, to have them as a sponsor, and if you're looking for a good place to put your magic dog, uh, we certainly suggest them as we do every episode. But just like FYI, we don't just thank them because they help us out, but because they do the right thing um, through their business. And when you have a business yeah. and a platform, it gives you the opportunity to, good th- to do good things. And Card Kingdom is one of the companies that does. So vote with your dollars there. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's our <laughs> that's our, <laughs> our thank you section. <laughs> oh, boy. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So now on to the, you know, the tough stuff. Like it's, it's been a time and it is a time. It is a time. And like we said, this is um, from us to other white people. So if that's not you again, like skip ahead. You don't need, you don't need to hear this from (laughs) us. Um, But if you, if you are a white person, like keep listening, buddy. Um, Buckle, buckle on up. Yeah, um, Megan and I, like you, like we said, we live here in the epicenter of what's been going on in Minneapolis. Um, and my God, what what a time to be alive! Like, what a time! Um, what <laughs> what a time! And so, as I mentioned, I think like in the next in the next couple, you know, the next fifteen minutes, maybe I don't know, who knows how long? <laughs> Whatever, time means nothing. Um, we're going to talk about specifically, I think this has been like something that's going around, but it's not simply enough to not be racist. Um, how can you work to actively be anti-racist? Um, and there's, you know, like that doesn't mean like being anti-racist you means that maybe you do are still racist in some ways, but it's about addressing, um, those, you know, those things in yourself in your community, in the people that you know, you know, in the systemic structures that you are part of. 
So one good place to start is there are a lot of really excellent books. Um, there are books, many books written specifically about this. Um, one that very recently came out, which is a remix of like an earlier book, is called Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism, and You. Um, this is like a slightly more like YA version of um, Stamped from the Beginning, but it's written by the original author, um, Ibram X. Kendi, and then with Jason Reynolds, who is the current National Ambassador for Young People's Literature, and really excellent author. Um so that's a really good place to start. Uh, how to be an anti-racist, white fragility, the new Jim Crow, and um, you can just Google anti-racist reading list also. <laughs> like, <laughs> Google it, check it out from your library. If you have the money, like, go and buy it from your local bookstore. I also really highly recommend, so all of those are, like, nonfiction, like, you know, books. Um, but also reading one of the biggest books in the last couple of years called The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. If you haven't heard of it, I don't know how. Um, it's literally been on the New York Times bestseller list for like years now. Um, uh, and which is like a YA book um, about the cops shooting um, a young black teen and like the impact on the community. And it's also just like, I think that for me in the last couple of weeks, like I've been thinking about that book not just be like, right, we see so much coverage and I feel like so many of the protests are about specifically like the police killings. And this book goes into like the community afterwards, like as these protests are happening and as they escalate. And I really like I've thought about that book and I was like, oh, that's the only thing that I've read up until now that told me about like how do these protests affect these communities specifically. Um, so I recommend it. One, it's an excellent book. Um Two for that reason. Yeah. So great reading list from Megan. Yes. Excellent A plus thumbs up. If you've got any, please tweet at us at GLHF Magic mm -hmm. and let us know your recommendations of something you've read that's impacted you. Um, but yeah, fantastic list. Um, if podcasts are more of your thing, um, I've been listening to the 1619 Project, which is just fantastic from mm -hmm. the New York Times. Um, won a Pulitzer. Uh, this yeah, year. won a Pulitzer. <laughs> um, and it is an excellent historical podcast. I really like nonfiction. And uh, so if you're a fan of like learning more about our country that way, um, highly recommend 1619. Um, and also just FYI, in our magic community, we have another podcast. It's called The Color of Magic. And they're releasing a special episode. It's, uh, it's basically like all about magic from the perspective of people of color. And we just want to give them a shout out because they said they're going to be releasing a special episode on their next episode about all of this. And you might want to give it a listen. So um, there you go. There's a couple of podcasts. Once again, if you know any other great ones that you want to make sure people don't miss, let us know. And we will let their, our community know, too. Yeah. Um, there's also lots of great stuff to watch. Um, there's 13th and When They See Us, which are both projects by Ava DuVernay and are in her um, repertoire of like, again, those are more like documentary style pieces. Um, you just reminded me, too, of another one um, that was actually produced out of here in Minneapolis, which is called Slavery by Another Name which is basically what happens after the Civil War and yeah. um, emancipation. And it's really interesting because you can kind of get a look at kind of the historical roots of what is happening today, like not so different in a lot of ways from what happened immediately after then, uh, after the time back then too. So yeah, yeah that's another recommendation I've got. 
And I do just want to say, like, we've been, rec- like I said, like, mentioning the hate you give, like, we've been talking about a lot of nonfiction stuff, but, like, like read and watch and share art um, that are made by black and indigenous and people of color creatives, because that is, like, so, so important. Um, don't boil it down to, like, oh, I'm only going to take out of, the, like, this community, like, things that will help educate me. Like, no, they're all, like, you also need to support the creative work. That is coming oh, out of absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, I mean, like, Get Out is like, you know, just like unequivocally like one of the best horror movies um, that is that has come out, and it's just like, go watch that. Um, I thought we, it was the best movie of that year, kind of by a long shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, like we, uh, Girls Trip, which came out a couple of years ago, but like we still talk about because we like <laughs> died laughing in the theater. Oh, yeah. Like I thought. I was going to throw up because I was laughing so hard at that movie. Really good. Oh, my God. I was crying. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, like get out there, support creative work also. Um, And a really important note, uh, like don't don't ask like we're like we said, we're here as white people being like, hey, we'll we'll help other white people like figure out, um, like navigate becoming a better ally. Um, Don't ask. Don't ask black people to do that work for you. That's your responsibility. Like ask other people um, who aren't like directly every single day impacted by this stuff to help you. Can you imagine like, just having not... people bombard you on a daily basis? With, like help me be better. You'd just be exhausted. You know what I mean? Yes, so, like, exactly. Like there are other ways to do it. <laughs> yes. Again, like there's things you can watch. There are books you can read. Um, there are people that you can talk to like, do it yourself. <laughs> um, if you have family, I like, uh, this is really spooky for me, but like <laughs> my friend shared a template email for sending to family. That's like, Hey, this is what's been happening in Minneapolis. Like here's, here's organizations to support. And it's like, I'm going to send that to my family. And I have, a lot of family that lives in like I have family that lives in small towns and I have family that is historically like Texan and Southern and like I don't know how that's going to go over with some of them um and it's it scares me honestly but like I've realized like I I need to do that um I'm going to do it like I I have to because I can't keep running away from that and it's like something like that too which is you know in in all all things considered, mm-hmm. you know, we can sit down and write an email instead of, you know, living through decades of abuse and stuff. And yes, yes it is hard and it is scary. But just like maybe if it helps you put that kind of lens on it, be like, okay, yeah, you know what? I can sit down and do this bloop, 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 with my fingies and yep. like deal with that emotional labor. Um, it like it really helped uh, to have someone else be like, here's an email template. And I was like. Thank, thank goodness um it like gives me a little bit of structure to be like okay this is what we're saying yeah 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 for sure and if like um if you are interested in that do you think like you want you can like share that template megan yeah um if that is something that you're interested in uh tweet at me um i am meg the wolf or you can tweet just at glhs magic being like hey i'm interested and i'll dm you the link um just because that was it's like been shared around by a good friend of mine who's like it's a friend of a friend who wrote it. So I don't want to like widely just tweet that. Um, but I am happy to share it if it is something that you want to use. Great. Um, I think this next thing is 
you know, pretty obvious. We've been saying it for a long time, but it's in fact, it's so obvious that I think a lot of times it goes under the radar, Mm -hmm. um, which is to you've got to actually go out and vote. Um, Yes. The way that our system is set up is that is the current way to enact change. And it is slow and it is laborious. um, But it is the way to do it, mm-hmm. um, it within the structure that we currently have. And uh, this also, you know, if, if you are have been considering it, you know, you can make a difference and run yourself or you can support candidates who are people of color um, and uh, women and minorities and be like, hey, I'm going to support their campaigns. I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to give money. There are organizations that are set up specifically to help elect those people. Um, and you can search those out in your communities, too. And I um, I just think that's like so, so important because you definitely know people. We know people who have said, I don't vote. Right. And, you know, (laughs) just making the choice to not vote is like an enormous privilege that uh, uh, some people can't even see because, you know, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. Right. And uh, so whether that's you or somebody that, you know, um, helping them get them to the polls and do the right thing, I think is going to be extremely important as we move forward as a a society. Mm -hmm. Um, And this last one, I think, is is very important and is more of like a long-term and a very personal thing, but it's talking about like, how can you help demilitarize your neighborhood and your city? Um, We've seen, especially in the last couple of nights in Minneapolis, what has happened is that people have gotten together. They've started to get to know their neighbors. Um, They've set up, you know, they've set up like neighborhood systems of, of watching of just like, Hey, we're going to go out and like check on the neighborhood from one to two. We know our neighbor is going to tech, like check it out from two to three, having people's phone numbers. Like what can you do so that you can help make your community safe just with the people who live there? Um, yeah. So that you're not ever in a situation where you're maybe going to be calling in police who aren't from that neighborhood, who don't know your community. Um, you don't know how they feel about your community. Uh, you don't know what their intentions are. The really, like, I think one of the most important things that we can do right now is take a look at our neighborhoods and say, what can I do to make this a safer place for everyone who lives in this neighborhood? Yeah, uh-huh. and it's so it's so, so simple to be able to start with going out and meeting your neighbors even. Like, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've been on a neighborhood watch now the past couple of nights uh, for my neighborhood, and it was like, oh, yeah, why didn't I ever... <laughs> just go say hi to these people who live around me and i mean even that is just so valuable and saying hey i'm your neighbor you see me here every day and they're like oh yeah i see you too and i'm like great well tonight you know we are we're staying up for you or we are we are helping keep this place safe we've had reports in minneapolis you know of like neo-nazi groups coming in and making trouble and all these sorts of things and what is an easy thing that we can do without like any money or whatever it's protecting each other and even just knowing each other and like megan said getting phone numbers checking on people do you need something do you need me to pick up your prescriptions whatever like this is something that is of no cost that you can do immediately to help keep your place safer and like you like megan said like we sometimes don't think like we a lot of white people see cops you know as good and that's just like not the case you know for everybody and we do not want more of what happened here in our city and around you know around the world one of the biggest things that they talk about is like how few especially in Minneapolis, I've only seen this as statistics for, but how few of the officers that are part of the 
our police forces are from the communities. Like a lot of them are coming in from the suburbs. And it's like, why, why are you going to trust someone who's coming out, like coming into your community from way outside of it when instead you could be trusting the people who live next door to you, who like have a vested interest in keeping this area safe and keeping this area peaceful. Um, so yeah, uh, I think it's su super important. <laughs> Yeah, and I think so, this will be a, a, one of the good things that comes out of this is more people just being reinvested in their own community, mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes that can be hard when we live, you know, so much online. Like, we're gamers, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is something that sometimes we are uncomfortable with. But uh, reconnecting to the roots of our own communities and helping them thrive and grow from a grassroots movement, I think, will will be something that we can enact change with immediately starting here on the ground so yeah. um yeah just just a little so. recommendation there for you too and of course last thing if you've got the dollars send them um you know if if that's the one thing like i have talked to oh it makes me so sad like i know a couple of um immunocompromised people who for like for that big reason like can't i feel like there have been some people who are just like do you know what i can i have a pretty healthy body like i can take the risk with COVID out right now to still go out to these protests or still go out and volunteer my time um like i've been volunteering my time and it's true like it's everyone's wearing masks but you're not keeping six feet like everyone's yeah. touching a lot of communal stuff i can take that risk and i feel so sad when i see some immunocompromised people that i know being like i feel so bad that i can't be out there like it's okay it is only one fa like frontlines work is only one facet um if you can't do that work like we said like talk to people like read read books um educate yourself and then send your money if you've got it <laughs> yeah we're gonna put some links in the show notes uh to places that are uh excellent places for you to donate your your money to help the cause and even if it's just a little bit we always mm -hmm. say it on the show about our patrons uh, every little bit really really does matter and um yeah so we, we've, we'll put some links and uh, little descriptions in the show notes for you if you've got just a second to help out some of these organizations it would be it would mean so much to us and to them as well. So yeah, consider that if you've got a little bit of extra cash. And I know these are tough times, so maybe you don't. But like we said, there's tons of ways you can help out that don't involve money at all. Uh, this is just another way in case you have some extra dollars sitting around. Okay, everybody, time in. We're talking about magic again now. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic time. Um, it's magic time. And uh, holy bonkers buckets. Wow, holy bonkers my brain. Buckets. Holy, holy bonkers, bonkers buckets. buckets. There have been standard bands. That's right. We uh, just got a new BNR announcement mm -hmm. today. We're recording this on Monday the 1st. And Standard Oof. is in for a big shakeup. Like, we, yeah. they announced they were going to do something with Companions today. Yeah. And indeed something they did but i don't think it was a thing a lot of people were expecting them to do actually no a lot of people have talked about they're like oh of all of the possible um nerfing of of companions that i had entertained this was not on the list so yeah a lot of people are speculating you would go down to six cards if you had a companion mm -hmm. in your opening hand stuff like that but no 
Megan, what actually happened? So what, the way it actually works now is that at any time that you could cast a sorcery, uh, you can pay three generic mana to put your companion from your sideboard into your hand. And so they say this is like a special ability. So it's not an activated ability. It's not a triggered ability. It cannot be countered. It cannot be prevented by like Phyrexian Revoke or anything like that. You can just straight up do it um, anytime you've got those three generic mana. Wild. Uh, yes. Of course, like, very importantly, it can now be, you know, like, Drillbit can still can now nab that sucker. That's right. You can, um, Discard can get that thing now. Uh, if discard can get it. Yep. I mean, just... I Think about three this, okay. is a lot of mana. Like, it three is. is a real turn as opposed to, right? Like, two, it's just like, sometimes you don't do anything on turn two. But yeah. three? Dang, kids. It's a cost. And it's if you think cost. about decks that are uh, specific about when they play their companion some you know sometimes you just want to play it on curve like an obosh or whatever all the time but some decks like uh, specifically Luris, you mm-hmm. want to play your companion and get value out of it on the same turn otherwise you're opening yourself up to a huge risk so like uh, now you've got to pay for it pay f- play for it and get your and get <laughs> your for, like, it. for it play for it play for it and get your value out of it in the same turn for it to be truly effective uh, without leaving yourself Ooh. open to removal and making your whole Luris plan worthless. Yeah, like, like Luris is a big, uh, that one's a real, that's a real like sucker punch to that guy. Yeah, I think Luris, that's a, that might be RIP for Luris as yeah. far as I can tell. That's like a big, that's a big one, right? You can still think of stuff like, like Yorian, right? So many of those decks already were making, like eventually make so much mana. Yeah. Like they'll be able to do it. Um, maybe like Umori decks sometimes when they're like, well, didn't like, you know, I just drew another land this turn. So like time to put Umori into my hand, I guess. <laughs> I guess like, it's so funny. It's kind of like basically erasing the text on Umori in a way like it was a discount card and now it's like a non-discount card. That's true. I guess like maybe Amori is just like a card that's not going to happen anymore. (laughs) That one might be like, like, (laughs) I don't know. Goodbye, buddy. I don't know. But I do think Yorian is the companion that comes out the best in this. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I think these um, bannings. We'll see. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's literally day one here, everybody. Okay. Yes, day exactly. one. Um, it's like day zero because day it zero. doesn't go into effect until the fourth. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, oh, obviously also, I mean, like we didn't mention, but like, yeah. no, this is just like the side, like the bands are <laughs> the like side a dish. side note to the fact that there's like a whole rules tax <laughs> change. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, Fires of Invention and Agent of Treachery both get the axe. Yeah, they've both been banned in historic mm-hmm. and in standard. Oh, excuse me, they've been suspended in historic, so they're in timeout in historic. Yeah, they're like, we're watching, we're watching you. Watch maybe you can come back, but maybe Watch not. You. Banned in standard. Um, yeah, bandered more like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this uh. um, is related to the companion thing because I wanted yeah. to say Karuga, rest in pieces. Like, there's no way. You're surviving this, right? Oh, yeah. Poor Karuga. Without your fires, like, nobody wants you. I hate to say it. Oh, poor Karuga. (laughs) I know. Karuga was such a good macro sage, but when there's nothing to macro... um, What are you going to sage? What are you going to sage? When there's nothing to macro, what are you going to sage? It's gone. That card has been such a powerhouse in standard for so long, but... 
basically yeah. like I think you mentioned it on the upkeep like they're never going to stop printing powerful things. Like, right. right, You've just watched, like we've seen fires just get like more and more and more powerful from like the best thing that you could do is like make a hasty six, five, um, which is like, that's okay. That's underselling the power level of flames, (laughs) but like you get the idea. Hasty six, five. Um, to now it's just like, Oh, I'm going to like, just agent of treachery on turn five and like steal your thing. Um, the power level of that card has only gone up and in their, in their notes for this announcement, they're kind of like, and it's probably like we acknowledged, like it would probably only just get worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said it has uh fires of invention decks have a 55% win rate and have favorable matchups against the other top 10 archetypes, oh, which yeah. that I did not know that data. And that is Ooh. pretty oppressive, pretty yeah. oppressive. I've got to say though, I am kind of surprised, well, I'm not surprised, but mm-hmm. um, Agent of Treachery also being banned, mm-hmm. I think is a bit interesting. I think a lot of people are taking issue with it because Agent of Treachery is obviously the payoff for ramping yourself into Oblivion and like cheating it into play with Winota. Um, mm-hmm. But it is not the enabler. It's not Winota. It's not, I don't know, whatever else you want to call you want to call from somebody who ramps and yeah. uh, plays, plays or Agent like Luca, of Treachery. Even. Or Luca, yeah, exactly. So... Um, it is a little weird, but I guess I understand it because otherwise they would have to ban more cards if they didn't right, ban Right, like, yeah, I guess they could have, like, an alternative might have been, like, you ban Luca and you ban Winota. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, I'll say, I think right now, and I, you know, we haven't seen how this has fallen out yet, or, like, what's all going to happen in Standard, but my gut says that, like, I think I prefer Agent of Treachery being banned because I want to see people be like, okay, maybe Winota now isn't just like you make your opponent throw up on turn three. Well, like, which is what still... I which is what I do every time that someone attacks with multiple creatures and then Winota and play on turn three is I just barf. Yeah, um, I mean it's true it is barf barf worthy, but they do still have access to Angrath's Marauders, which um, is not as bad. It's not as bad, but yeah. it does it does double damage. Um, everything oh, does double yeah. damage. Um, they do still have that resource, which I've I've seen people complain and about. But they're humans. Angrass marauders are humans. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They come in and they maraud. You know, <laughs> they come in and they maraud big time. <laughs> I guess yeah. part of me is like, I want to see, I want to see where these decks can go. Right? Like, I feel like if you ban Monoda and you ban Luca, what you're saying is like, none of the we're gonna make it so that these strategies just don't work. Right? Like they're they're gone completely. And I feel like, I don't know, I think that there's some justification for being like, what if we take away the most busted thing that you could do with it? Is it still so busted that everyone's going to play it all the time? I'm okay with giving it there it a little bit of time to find out. I know some people were disappointed we didn't see more bans, like uh, banning Little Teferi. Uh, I think that, that that's like thing. the biggest disappointment on anyone's minds. Like, let's just but name like, it. Little yeah, Teferi. Little Teferi is going to be around, it seems like, for the foreseeable yeah. future. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I don't know how much longer that is, honestly. If I, I can't count time, here and so think I don't about know. It. Uh, time does, time's not real. Um, time's not real. But, like, yeah, I think some people were in favor of having a more diverse standard after the, today's announcement. I don't necessarily yeah. think that's going to be the case. But, you know, who knows? Um, yeah. The brewers are putting on their hats again. 
my personal opinion is that like I think that Teamer reclamation is going to be an issue. Yeah, this is a big talking point because Team like, Reclamation didn't lose anything. They've no, still got all their toys. That deck has been very good. Like, will and I think will only continue to be better. <laughs> Here's the one check against it uh-huh. is that because uh Yorian has taken a bit of a hit, how much remains to be seen. Yeah. People are speculating that mono red and aggressive decks are going to be better now um yep. they're not going to be playing obosh necessarily they might just go back to playing embercleave and if enough people are smashing your face with embercleave well yep. then you're going to be team of reclamation it doesn't be too slow mm-hmm. so and like annex is still a problem yeah annex is still an like, amazing card annex quite good embercleave obviously yeah like uh, embercleave plus annex is just like <laughs> <laughs> Also, speaking of things that make you barf. Speaking of things that make you barf. Blah. Megan, I have a question for you right now. Yeah. Is the current standard just a barf factory? <laughs> <laughs> Is every deck just trying to make you barf in a different way? I think that many of the decks are just trying to make you barf in a different way. Yeah, maybe that's the problem with standard. <laughs> it's got, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's barfing is the problem with standard. I don't know. I mean, you could you could argue that what Winoda and Luca were doing is barfing Agent of Treachery into play. <laughs> I would definitely say that. I am somebody um, who would definitely say that. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh yeah, they're being barfed into play. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I think there is room for discussion about why, how we've gotten here in standard, um, and what we can do in the future to make these things not happen and yeah. to make, I don't know, because some people have said, well, one thing these commander, this commander nerf doesn't fix is uh, consi- the consistency problem, which it does a little bit, I would argue, but yeah. um, you're still going to have it every game, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't yeah. change that at all. But like we said, day zero. So I think a lot to be, uh, a lot to be seen of what happens with both of these formats moving forward. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't happen until Thursday, so I can't even like go and play anything and see what happens. I know. I mean, I will say that I've been, um, I've retaken myself into the standard queues with mono black Obosh right now. Just because oh, the yeah? last couple of days, there's so much Yorian that you can just be like, well, let's barf well, some creatures into play. Let's barf some creatures hand. into play. It is all about barfing. And about stealing. Yeah, and about playing stealing. so much discard. Oh, I yeah. um. Uh, oh yeah, this- I did win. I won against a Winota because uh, I I drill bitted Winota out of their hand on on my <laughs> turn too, and I was just like, and then they just played Great. some dumb like some bad creatures. <laughs> I mean, Winota without Winota is just a bunch of bad creatures. Exactly. Unfortunately, so being able the- to just be like. Bing. Unfortunately, the best version of Winota decks run eight copies of Winota mm-hmm. effectively because of Neoform. Mm-hmm. But like, whatever. With Winota, if it doesn't find any of those, that deck is uh, doing uh, zero, absolute zero. Exactly. I You're like, okay, great. You have a two-two for two. Yeah. <laughs> Look at your Alarios Enraptured, or however you say. If the someone name plays of that, card. that, you're just like, okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> I yeah, I played against it a bunch actually this past weekend because while I was on neighborhood watch duty, I brought down my giant computer and plugged <laughs> it up on my cor- on my porch. 
um, to play in the Arena Open, which was the first Arena Open was held this past weekend, the first chance to earn cash dollars on Arena. And I entered with green-white uh, auras, which... <laughs> classic me am i right mm-hmm. playing the bogley boys in standard i i shipped them twenty thousand beautiful pieces of gold to play in this tournament and i got to f- <laughs> four wins with the bogley boys so beautiful i was pieces like, of gold is just <laughs> cracking me up over here keep going i mean i, I had like a ch- i had i had like stockpiled this like a dragon yeah i'm like all right you had hoarded go. it like a, you were you were sitting on it like smog Yes, I was. And, it, and I said goodbye to it in an instant. Uh, I, I got to four wins uh, with with the Hexproof uh, lads, but it, uh, you know, that's where my run ended. I ran into Jeskai, or excuse me, not Jeskai. I ran into Winota a whole bunch on in Best of One. And I, what I wanted to say is that, like, for me, this highlighted how much Best of One and Best of Three are completely different magic formats. Yeah. Yes. Completely. I was testing for it um, on the ladder the other day, and I was like, it's not even close to the same format. I'm like, what are they? uh, It's two different different countries? Yeah, it's just. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't know that before, but like you just can't play your best of three deck in those queues. It's just not the same. No. <laughs> Do you know what I still think about sometimes? Do you remember it was about this time last year, maybe almost, that BBD had an article that was like the two decks that were specifically for best of one. It was like the Dovin's Acuity and the Green White Angels. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I played like, the Green White Angels one a exactly. lot. Exactly. I just like wrecked the best of one queue with those decks because it was about it was just like listen like you're gonna have some good matchups and like the bad ones are gonna be real bad and there's nothing you can do about it and you could just go and like tear up the queue a little bit with them and i yeah like anyways if you're looking for an article to write like i someone out there send like ship us more best of one specific decks because that article was so good those decks were so good for best of one yeah and i would love to see more content that's about like oh hey like best of one is its own format. <laughs> and I know a lot of people, well, like I think it was split. I think it was fairly evenly split between people who said this is weird to have best of one and your first day of your tournament and then best of three on day two. But I yeah. understand it fully because it allowed you to enter multiple times. If you lost out, you could just like scrub out pretty quickly and enter again with another deck. And it didn't take basically your whole day away for the yeah. first day of the tournament. And you could also qualify very quickly and then hang out and do whatever, and then come back for day two. So yeah. I, I do appreciate that actually, but it did force me into an area of my comfort zone. That was like, no, 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 no. I don't understand. I don't know how to play best of one. Uh, I feel weird. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fun experiment and I look forward to, playing some limited events in the arena open i hope fingers crossed oh i would love that wouldn't that be so cool seal yes. day one draft day two. Oh, yes i don't know i don't know yes. if they have that ability to be able to do yes. that but that would be so cool i would really like it um do you want to talk about m21 a little bit here megan yeah because it's happening yeah there is going to be a new set released <laughs> everybody of magic time marches on regardless of the fact that it doesn't exist <laughs> yes exactly like a double master is gonna is gonna be released at some point in the future m21 is coming out Ooh, um buddy 
And the reason we bring it up is M21 previews are going to be starting uh, pretty quick here. But also mm-hmm. Mark Rosewater on his blog wrote about some teasers that are be that will be coming up in the set. We want to make some predictions for you yes. about that stuff because we are like always right. So <laughs> and I I made an I made a prediction, an off the cuff prediction on the upkeep that I yeah. now stand by. Okay. Let's um, get to some of these predictions and yes. teasers. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so first up, Mark says the new core set has a lot of exciting new cards, including number one, a brand new planeswalker from a plane we've visited. Which plane is it? Oh, wow. Okay. <gasps> wow. Maria, which plane do you think it is? I want to say, gosh, I want to say it's going to be from the recent, maybe not even, maybe not even. I'm trying to think oh. of all the places we've gone. <laughs> Maybe we need to look up a list of all the planes of magic. Where planes are all the places that we've been? Of, of oh, the ma- places magic. you'll planes walk. All the places you'll play category planes. Oh, thanks, MTG Wiki. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do you think searching magic planes is going to get me where I want to go? <laughs> or is it going to send me to a page about magicians and planes? It's going to send you to Wonder Woman's plane specs, probably. Oh, no, it, um, got, it got me. Okay, it got me there. Megan, aren't you going to guess Vryn? You love Vryn. I do love Vryn, but I don't think we've, I like, I don't know that we could technically say that we've, like, been to Vryn because there hasn't ever been, like, a you set on be, it. So I don't, be, I don't think that it's Vryn as much as I want it to be Vryn. I think it would actually be bizarre to have a planeswalker from... Eldraine. I think that would be really weird. Wow. Yeah. That would be like Eldraine would actually be very cool. Yes. Just like a random. I think it would be cool too. I think also I was thinking of like. I'm going to. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to. I'm going to officially lock in my guess as Phyrexia. Ooh, spicy. Um, Here is my spicy guess. Um, Mine is Amonkhet. Okay, Amonkhet, I like that guess. Right, because we had like all of the members of the Gatewatch during that block. Like that was like part of the big like Gatewatch arc. And so we only got Samut from Amonkhet, right? She was the only planeswalker like from there. And so like- Well, what about Dovin? Was that from that set? No, Dovin's from Kaladesh. Oh no, you're right. Which was going to be one of my other guesses. Like I could maybe see it being Kaladesh, but- Almond cat. That's my very spicy okay. guess. Uh, he also says there'll be a card that lets you draw half your library. <laughs> hot. Real hot. hot. A plus. This is what I'm excited for. A plus one plus one tribal lord for a creature type that's never had one. And he says specifically a creature type with over 50 cards already in print. And Ooze. this Lock paired with Ooze. that. Just kidding. What? JK, JK. Did you say I was ooze? saying ooze, but I'm pretty sure there's already an ooze lord, right? I think that there might be. I feel like there has to be an ooze lord. I feel like we've said <laughs> the phrase ooze lord before. Ooze lord. <laughs> now that was my nickname in college. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, like, so in case you it. didn't know, there was a tweet uh, from Watsi. Um, teasing something on June 4th and it was like a beautiful artwork with like a little hound but it was crossed out and said dog instead um, of something happening on June 4th at 10 a.m. Eastern and so my prediction is that it's going to be a like 
the start of previews for M21, and it's going to be a hound lord slash dog lord. Yeah, I feel like they're going to change hound to dog. It's going to be eroded. It's going to um, be eroded. It's They're all going to be dogs, prediction. and it's going to be a dog lord. There is not an ooze lord update. Oh, all right. Contrary to what you would believe from the internet. Um, <laughs> but it, I feel like I know a lot of those lords. Uh, they also, uh, Mark also says there'll be a character with a Vanguard card and a legendary creature card that gets a second of the ladder. A Vanguard card. Oh, that's interesting. So does he mean that somebody who is currently a Vanguard is going to get a normal magic card? Wait, what is Vanguard? Remember playing on on um they they actually have it on arena too playing um you know what's it, why can't I even think what it's called spin the wheel you pay the mana you spin the wheel you get the creature oh momir 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 vig does momir have a card I think so maybe momir's getting their first card I don't know oh yeah v- momir does have a vig it's momir okay. vig simic vis- visionary I was gonna that's say right. I feel like yes yeah okay but someone else. Right, because like Joyra was also is like someone who both has yes. a card and um, had a format, or like yeah, a vanguard. True. Um. Um. Oh man, did you ever play Joyra? I did. It was super fun. Oh, that format was very fun. For those of you who don't know, basically, I forget how much mana it was. I, it might have been three. Something but like that. You basically just like do it, and it gives you it. It like randomly generates three instants or sorceries, and you get to pick one of them. Yep, it was, it was great. great. It was really good. <laughs> it was so. It was so really strange. It was a very strange format. Um, mm-hmm. that was on Magic Online. Um, but pretty fun. Yeah. Um, also a card with thirty-one different options. <laughs> what? This is my take on that. It's going to be one of what? the ones that says like, um, you know how like. Plain, plain white celebration has like yeah. four and you can pick any like you can pick pick each of them any number of times sure that's my guess is that it's like something that it's like some number of like possible combinations of four or five bullet points or you could say pick a creature type does that count like or something maybe you know what i'm saying yeah i don't know um a card that gains all activated abilities of a certain subset of cards in a place it's never done before. Okay, I'm just going to leave that alone. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> a card that uses a non-evergreen named ability over 20 years old. Oh. A non-evergreen named ability. Banding. <laughs> oh, my God. Horsemanship. Horsemanship! <laughs> Basically means unblockable at this point. Yeah, I wonder. Just FYI, horsemanship could only be creatures with horsemanship could only be blocked by creatures with horsemanship. And um, nobody, so. ha- nobody, nobody has that anymore. Nobody has horses so. anymore. <laughs> A card with the words battlefield, cast, creature, converted mana cost, end of turn, exile, graveyard, and mana cost. Wow. All I right. feel like you could make one sentence by just rearranging only those, only those words. That's true. An aura inspired from a cycle from Urza's saga block. Okay. okay. And a non-evergreen enchantment subtype returns. Uh-huh. Enchantment subtype. Wow. Okay. Spicy. Yeah. Mark also says that there's going to be a number of reprints in M21, including a popular character first introduced in flavor text. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder who it is. I feel like it feels like there's like a name somewhere on like the tip of my tongue that people talk about. 
who's never been yeah. seen but has been in flavor text, but I can't. <sighs> Speaking but I can't of, think of flavor who. text, Megan, um, you know, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah. I said, speaking of flavor text, Megan might have some exciting news about that <laughs> in future episodes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> a French vanilla mythic rare, which it will Ooh. be a reprint. Yeah. And French vanilla just means it has like one keyword. Yeah. Um, and like one, like one evergreen keyword. Yes. A popular aura that started as part of a cycle. I'm into auras, so excited yeah, to see that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A card with a unique protection. I'm going to guess that the unique protection is protection from the other player. <laughs> that's been, I think that's been printed. Oh, wait, yeah, it has, yeah. it has, it has. Um, okay, I'm going to guess it's going to have protection from like a specific other card in the set. Oh, yeah, they would do something like that in the core set. Or protection from planeswalkers. Or protection from the graveyard. What would that even mean? You couldn't do that in a core set. You're going to boggle everyone's mind. That's the Protection idea. from the graveyard. What would it mean? I don't even know what that even means. What it does like, it mean? It's not scared. It's can't be, it can't be spooked by ghosts. It can't protection be spooked the by ghosts. Wow. <laughs> uh, a card. I kind of want it to be a protection from one other specific card name. <laughs> okay. Uh, two cards played in tournaments that have been reprinted over 20 times with at least five different pieces of art. Ooh. A card that's never previously appeared in a premiere set. A card that's never been reprinted before, which has a two, three, five, and six all on, this, on that card. A human monk. A card from Time Spiral, Time Shifted Sheet. Ooh. Exciting. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That's a whole bunch of stuff to look forward to in Mm -hmm. M21. Teased on Mark Rosewater's blog, which is called Blogatog, if you're interested in looking that up. Mm -hmm. Um, I am, yeah, corsets um, by their nature are meant to be simple and easy entry points for people playing the game. So seeing that like this kind of cool stuff does get me excited. And I do like yeah. playing corsets because it's like good quality, like meat and potatoes magic. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, after all the shenanigans we've had for a while, I'm happy <laughs> to just play some simple, straightforward magic. Some straightforward magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you so much for hanging out with us once again. We hope you either learned something and you now have some action items on your list. If you listened to the first half of the episode, if you listened to just a second or all the way through, we hope you got some respite and you just got some time to t- think and laugh about magic, you know, yeah. because that's important too, you know. Um, having fun and taking some time out is also really important. And so we're happy to just hang out and chat magic with you at the end of the show to remember we've got links in the show notes or under the YouTube video to everything that we talked about uh, in the beginning of this episode. If you want resources really easy, we're trying to make it as friction free for you to go and um, get stuff done as we possibly can. Friction free. So check that out. You know, it's like friction points, right? You're like, oh, well, this doesn't load on my phone. I'm not going to do it. Or I don't remember my credit card number. You know, like stuff like that. Like how is what is the easiest way to bypass that? So there's no barriers. Yep. Um, 
yeah, we hope everybody out there is staying safe uh, amidst, you know, everything that's been going on. Um, mm-hmm. Big thanks to everyone who says hi or checked in on us on social media. That was really awesome. I'm going to give uh, Chris Patello a shout out for doing matching donations with his wins from the Arena Open mm-hmm. to some of the organizations we mentioned in the first half of this program. That's really stand up of you. And um, we look up to you as a Magic player as well, just so you know. Um, uh, not only for your awesome decks that you built, yeah. <laughs> but also for being a good person. Um, yeah. What else was I going to say? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Remember that silence is complicity. So get out there. Use your voice. Um, if you're able to be out there, do it. Um, if you can't, use your dollars. Um, and if you don't have dollars, you got a voice. You can talk to people. Um, so d- get out there and do it. Or stay home yeah. and do it. That's the point is that you can... <laughs> That you can. That's the point. Yes, that you can. There's always something you can do, which is, I think, uh, really uplifting when you think about it that way. Like, no matter what, there's always something. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Thank you once again to everybody who is a patron supporter of the show, of everything that we do. You are critical. Um, Thank you so, so much. Everybody who's been donating to our office fund. You know, we we don't know the future (laughs) of the office, like we said. But... And it was devastating yep. uh, to see. Um, but, like, we will have one, and your names will go on the God of Theros wall that yep. is still in the works. Where will it um, be? Well, we don't know, but... We don't know, but there will, will be. be a sign. <laughs> and your names will be on it. Yep. And that link is paypal.me slash GLHF magic. Um, thank you so much to everybody who's shown generos- generosity that way. And the dream is not dead, I swear to you. Gorb, the dream is not dead. Um, and yeah, but like, this is a really important time and a really critical mm-hmm. pivot point, I think, for our country and, and around the world, quite frankly. And we are privileged to be living at a time when we are able to make a difference in a lot of different ways. And so use all the tools we have at our disposal, even if it's just your voice. That is really important, too. And like, let's go out there and like make the world better for us having been in it. I think. Yeah. Um, you know? Oh, boy. <laughs> and we'll see you. You know, we care about you. We'll see you yeah. next week. <laughs> <laughs>